Are you ready to discover who you came here to be? Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. Human Design is a system and a tool that is here to empower you and show you your greatest potential. Come learn with us and discover who you really are. Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. I'm Crystal, and this is an interview episode. So hi, how are you? I got a special guest today. Her name's Kara Doyle. She is a human design expert and also a transformation coach. And I'm going to pass the mic over to her so she can introduce herself today. And we are going to talk about human design, obviously, but really what it means to be a vessel of love and whatever else in response comes because we're both generator types. So I kind of keep it loosey-goosey, as you guys know, on here, and I want to see what kind of comes up. But we're both vessel of loves, and we are actually in the summer solstice, so it's a perfect time to record. So Kira, hi, how are you? Hi, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here, and I feel like you and I connected. How many years ago was it? Oh yeah, let's. Where you should probably tell that DM. story. Well, I think we should tell that story because you reached out as a fellow vessel of love, which was very exciting for me at the time. How many years ago would you say this was? It had to be around five ish, close to five ish, somewhere around yeah. there. Um, okay. And we were both doing hair. This is we got a very weird story, guys. We have a very, very weird. weird. <laughs> and you know, if I may. The weirdest part was that you reached out and I think you were like, I think you're a vessel of love based off of the way you're sharing like information. Like I, I wasn't publicizing it. You just intuitively were like, Hey, I see you're into human design and that you're a beauty professional. And I think you're a vessel of love. Is that true? Isn't yes, that right? It was it's exactly what I said to you. It was, I was like, I sat there. For 15 minutes, staring at my phone, asking myself if I was really going to ask this question. <laughs> because I'm I'm like, I also, you know, as an open throat, I have an open throat. I don't like putting myself out there and being ignored, which has been a huge aspect of my life through my open throat. And, you know, 72% of the population are actually defined throats. So I'm just living in a defined throat world. <laughs> and I'm like, here's this beautiful chick. I'm DMing her the strangest question. She's never going to answer. And some like the response kept being like, you have to do it. You have to do it. And I was like, fine. <laughs> and then you answered. And then we chatted for a long time. You almost got me a job at Matrix. And then you left. And then I I left the business after that in 2020. And then I found you. And I was like, then I was just watching you because I'm a weirdo. Uh, that's just what I that's just what I do. And then recently I was like, I'm gonna DM her again. <laughs> I love and I'm gonna it. tell her the story and she's probably not gonna remember it. She's gonna be like who is this crazy bitch? You know, <laughs> and you're you none of none of those times you were that. I like that was all in my head. And I actually in human design am um power view. So I transferred a personal 
And so, and I feel like transference doesn't mean that you're just in the state. It can go back and forth moment to moment, like personal to power, personal to power. They're like these two little, like, I don't want it. This isn't correct. Nobody quote me on this, but just like, kind of like the devil and the angel kind of like on the shoulder one's whispering in my ear all my not self stuff and then one's whispering the truth and it's hard to listen to the truth part because the not self Mm -hmm. version talks so much louder and it's so Mm -hmm. easy to fall for that story so Mm -hmm. but I didn't Uh it's so true. One of my human design mentors, and I won't say his name right now because as Crystal and I discussed him having some brain fog today. <laughs> um, and I feel badly yeah. that I can't properly quote him. Mm. Um, however, when he was describing conditioning, I got this beautiful visual. I don't know. I don't know about you. But you you've used a lot of visuals, even when we were pre-chatting and, yeah. and he was sharing how like where we're open and where we're susceptible to condition to conditioning, right? Whether it's um, our transferred view or transferred motivation and open energy center, it's almost like potholes in the, in the pavement of a, of a, say a driveway. Mm. And when it rains, the water will always flood there first. Yeah. First. However, if it rains enough, it can still even rain over the, the, the defined area of the driveway too. Like, so even our defined parts can, can, can get covered in conditioning. And it's just so, it was such a fascinating visual for me. And just so interesting to think about how like a part of this human experience is that there simply is no way around being conditioned. Oh no. Like wherever you're open, there will be stuff wherever you are defined, there could still be stuff. And it's just like this constant returning back to that you know, your inner authority, that little part of you, that small part of you that kept being like, no, it's a yes. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to reach out. It's a yes. Like it's, I'm getting filled. I'm getting expanded. Like there's something here for me. Um, and I'm glad you reached out both times. <laughs> and I, I got to say this too. I'm really not always the best with, uh, my phone. Mm. My friends and family know this very well about me that I tend to, um, like I, I tend to get really absorbed in the moment of where I am and just leave my phone somewhere. Right. And I'll have like so many text messages or DMS or something backed up. Well, that's um, also like open heady stuff too. Oh, <laughs> and manifesting generator things. I'm living in 17 different frequencies at the same time. It's like, I'm sorry. I can't like answer <laughs> your text. Like I literally am on multi universal planes right now, but, <laughs> um, but I'm very glad that I, I'm very glad that I, I made it through to you. <laughs> Somehow um, you, you landed into my orbit. And I, I and feel like times. there's, I feel like there's definitely more to this and we'll probably, I, I feel like at this point, we're probably just going to have to stay connected. I've just made that a thing, especially at, from talking before. Like, I feel like there's like, I'm really heavy into fractals. I don't know how you are with that. And like with sacred geometry and with the variables, it really shows you like your fractal family. And mm. what is your environment in human design? I love that you're into all this stuff. Like <laughs> it's so fascinating is the way you express and live human design versus like how it comes through for me. Mm. Um, I'm not, and I'm not familiar with the fractals. It's something I have not gotten into. And I will just say yet um, there is, mm. there is potentiality for that for sure. Um, and my ideal environment is internal markets. Mm, oh, that makes sense. And I'm in my internal market right here. So like my yeah. husband and I moved to Connecticut and 
He built me a studio um, and I have Wi-Fi. And it's literally all I need. And as an internal market person, like nothing makes me happier than running my own business and like waking up to a PayPal is my like love language. Like when I wake up and I see like a sale, I'm just like, I'm in the right market. Like, like I feel like the the power of those transactions coming through, through my own private market and my own um, sale setup is very fun. What's your environment? I'm kitchen's environment. Um, Are you wet or dry? Dry. Very dry, which I feel like I'm in um, Asheville, North Carolina, which so you are dry. I'm in a drier place, but also this is technically like a rainforest zone, which is nobody knows about, but like it, so it is a little, I would say there's a mixture of wet and dry kitchens with being on the top of a mountain. The air is a little drier, you know, but Mm -hmm. it does rain a lot here because like I don't know the explanation. Somebody explained it to me one time and I was like, really? I was like, I guess that does make sense. There's, there is a lot like, like the summer months here, like it's been raining for the last two days and I'm just like, when's it going to dry up already? Like, I want to go outside. Do you have like an infrared light or like, do you do any sauna or anything like that? Like, Yes, I did used to love doing the sauna. I started actually, when I started heavy into my variables, I had this weird response to get a heated blanket. Mm. So I sleep with a heated blanket all throughout the year. My husband, wow. my husband thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> okay, wait, tell me, what does that do for you both physically and mentally? Huh. Yeah, it's a good question. It. I feel like... I'm in this like warm hug. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like together. That's the only way I can really explain it. And it helps me feel my environment more. Like my tonal resonance is touch. I don't know if you do you know what your tonal resonance is? A fan. My tonal resonance. My, my sense. Not your sense. It's still on the body side. It's in that little triangle on the bottom left-hand side. What number is that? Hang on. Please hold. It's okay. Now you're like, well, now I want to know what that is. I know. Um, Say it again to me. Tonal resonance. It's the little – if you're you're on the genetic genetic matrix website, it's that little Mm -hmm. triangle in the uh, bottom left variable, the environment variable, the triangle – what yep. Um, it's a, it's a one. So smell. So, oh. so yeah. Okay. So in your, so physically in your environment, externally, you're, you feel the world through smell, your strongest intuition mm-hmm. uh, uh, your cognition, obviously that's in determination, but your tonal resonance, when you really combine both your your cognition with your tonal resonance, it's like, oh my God, I understand the way I experience the world. Because mm. I, when I do sessions, I usually have, and I don't have one because I was just doing all my rituals before this, um, but I usually have a crystal that I'm like holding and I'm like touching it and um. I was always that kid in a store that would like run their hands through all the clothes. But yeah, I've always been like a very like hands-on person. 
And when I found out that my tonal resonance was touch, like just a lot of stuff made sense. Like I don't like being touched by strangers. I don't really like giving people hugs too much unless I know them. Um, mm-hmm. And because like I absorb people's data when they touch me and I don't always want to absorb anyone's data, you know? So I've gotten a lot more particular about the people that I will let almost penetrate my aura. I'm also calm determination. So, mm. um, that plays a factor too, because that's also tough. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very sensitive in aura with people. And I'm very picky about who I will spend my time with because I absorb it. Yeah. Interesting. That makes that makes so much sense so much sense yeah and so with minding smell it's like taking in the is it is it smell like in the literal sense of smell or is it more set smell and in, in almost like the sense of cognition like I both. almost have to like both sniff my sniff situations so what's really interesting about this is both being manifesting generator right and almost needing like the situation to be close enough to me to actually be able to feel if my life force wants to rise to meet it or not. Mm -hmm. I I feel like those two aspects probably come into play for me a lot, right? Because say for example, someone asks me, do you want to (laughs) go? I don't know, even if it's like to the movies on Saturday and it's a Monday, like I may not know. I'm so much, it's so much easier for me to be like, can I get back to you on Friday? Mm. I'm kind of a last minute gal. Like, I just want to get closer to it. But deep down, there's also like, I don't have enough information. I'm too far away from it. But it's like, what is the movie? What, like, what are we experiencing? I almost need to get closer to it. And like, yeah, probably sniff my Uh, way. Yeah. My, Um, my cognition is smell. My cognition is smell. So ah, okay. like everything, like I can smell a rat. I like, I can smell deceitful per- people very quickly, yeah. very easily. And a lot of people generally are lying about something. And it's kind of, that's also part of why I have a hard time being around people. <laughs> like my entire design yes. is like, get away from me Um, to like literally <laughs> everybody. Um, Like I'm very, very picky. I feel like that's also with smell and taste people. I'm a taste. See, I'm taste. My cognition okay. is taste. And so it, again, it's like, so I like, I guess they just go so, so beautifully they do. together. Right? Yeah, they and do. Like, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But I'm, I'm curious to dive a little bit more into yeah. that. You can chat about how it pertains to me in my life. I mean, my yeah. grandfather right, growing up, like I know smells are such a significant thing for everybody, but they like a memory. lot of my core memories right and like there's something about like fresh garlic on the um on the frying pan that like when I smell with the oil it's like I walk into someone's house who's cooking that and I just like I I feel like I learned so much about them and their home oh yeah (laughs) but that also could just be core core memories but there's certain things that definitely pop up for me so so fascinating this is why human design is the craziest thing in the world And I know we were chatting earlier and I feel like for you, Crystal, you have really gone into like the, the depths, right? Like (laughs) what you're sharing with me right now, like you, there's so much when I was in my journey with it, that I was like, this is something for me later, or maybe I'll get into it at at another time. And the things that have like resonated with me and like called me for me to dive into, 
Um, but I feel like it's really something that you can just learn for the rest of your life. Oh like, yeah. Even you at the level you're at, there's so more. Oh, there's st- there. I tell people there's no bottom. People are like, well, what is, where do I reach the like last level? I'm like, there is no last level. It's the moment you take your last breath. That's the last yeah. level. There's, there's nothing else, but, um, I wanted to talk about being a vessel of love since that's kind of how we connected and it's, and we're in the energy right now. I connect to, I don't know about you, but I actually connect to a lot of vessel of loves. Um, They somehow gravitate towards me. And then when I explain to them kind of how we are, because we all kind of have this like, and I'm sure it's for all the incarnation crosses. If you guys are like, what are you talking about vessel of love? We're talking about the incarnation cross. It's the it's your um, design, sun and earth, and your personality, sun and earth. Seventy percent of your chart. It's seventy percent of the neutrinos from the moment you took your first breath. And so, we have the same incarnation cross with being the right angle cross, vessel of love. It means that your personality sun um, profile line is going to be smaller than your design um, profile line. That makes you a right angle cross, meaning that we are here for almost like a personal destiny, personal karma, which being a four, six, there's a little bit of contradiction in that. I've realized with being a four, six, because you're on the upper trigram. So it's like personal and transpersonal at the same time. It's like the only profile that kind of like gets to kind of taste both. How do you feel about that? It's. Yeah. And I feel like it's not just the profile alone. I mean, I feel like then you can kind of go into circuitry. And so Mm -hmm. like, for me, when I look at, um, how, how like I'm designed holistically and I feel like I have so much collective circuitry, um, a little bit of individual, it's really interesting. It's almost like I have, I think of, this is so weird. Okay. This is another way we're talking about. First of all, this is a podcast for a bunch of weirdos. I think you're not going to be weird. individual individual circuitry for me as like phase one of my sixth line like the the lessons I was learning like are more like on that individual level like my own lessons and hardships when I think about moving on to the roof of my life I think about like kind of like healing warmth education nurturing building family um learning through watching others like rediscovering what I love for me it feels like kind of cozy and tribal Mm. and then the last, the last leg of it, right? That role model phase, fifty and, and onward, or whatever time your um, Quran return kicks in for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like when it reaches collective. Mm. And so when I look at my chart, it's like that's when we're sharing out. That's when the mentorship layer comes in, and like I have like only one individual, one tribal, and then the rest is collective. And I'm like, mm. it very much feels like the trajectory of my life because I think that being a role model starting at fifty. Now, because we live so much longer, like a huge chunk of your life is spent in that mentorship role model phase. Right. So I don't know. There's a lot of things I look at with my chart and I just can I just feel like I just keep seeing overlaps, overlaps, overlaps. Oh that yeah. Doesn't answer your question about the four, <laughs> six being different, but I, I personally feel like it's, um, it's very much one of my mentors used to say this, like, it's very much for me, for you, for us. So it's like a lot of the lessons I live for me first, but they're also for you. And then they're also for us. And we are as fours, 
you know, opportunists, we are affected by everyone around us. Mm -hmm. Like, how is that not interpersonal? So for me, there's no clean break for it. Like, I, I don't think I could describe it as much as a personal trajectory, as much as I think I, I, I try to put things in neat little simple boxes. <laughs> I feel like this one is much more complex. It is. It really is. Like every time I meet a four six or read for one, I'm like, you're just you're just a little different than than the rest of the profiles, um, because you're the only one on the uh, upper t- upper trigram, and like I'm, and I'm I'm the only one on the lower trigram. So, it's like I can't and like my astrology most of my planets are in my 12th house so I'm just like in the dark mm. lower level basement you guys can come in if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open I'm a vessel of love generator there's there's just so uh, much contradiction it's like I'm like screaming into the ethers but I have a defined heart and sacral, but I have to freaking wait a long, long time. <laughs> so it's it's been it's been interesting. It's been an interesting journey. When you got- Hi friends, Crystal here. New year and new you, and boy, do we have some new tools for you to help you transform your life into the one you have always dreamed of. We have some new ways for you to connect with us over outside of the show. So we have a free guide on tips and tricks to honoring your strategy and authority. We also have a language manual to your true self to help you understand the key terms in human design and how to apply them to reading your human design chart and also to your life. And we are so happy to announce doors are now open for the cosmic community, which is a no commitment or five month commitment package to connecting with us over in our private Facebook group. You will have the chance to connect with Leah and myself each month with our premium episodes through our program plus monthly forecast. There's also weekly aura energy updates, weekly tarot card polls connected to a human design gate, monthly market shares for fellow entrepreneurs to share their work and exclusive bonus content you will not be getting anywhere else from us. Come join the cosmic community to understand how to utilize the transits to your advantage and have a safe space to learn, grow, and connect. And we also have our children's class called Nurture Your Child Through Their Design. And our most popular classes are our variable mini classes, which are bite-sized, self-paced audios and guidebooks on the first two transformations. And if you want to stay connected with some education and love from us, join our email list and check out our website, which you can find that and every offer I just discussed down below in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you over on our next episode.
when you found out that you were a vessel of love, what were your first initial thoughts, if you remember? I felt so emotional. Mm. I really felt so emotional. I feel like it was something I have always known about myself. And it was something that when I was younger, I made a decision somewhere around the time where I like decided I wanted to be cool. I think it's like when I went to high school, um, and I was like, I just want to be cool, you know, yeah. um, that I kind of felt like I started walking away from like my most authentic self, most authentic version mm-hmm. of me. I, to be honest, I probably started in middle school. Um, but when I was younger, I felt like it was so crystal clear to me that I was just here to be loved and to love people. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, this is kind of tacky, but my the oh. school I went to at the time was Catholic and they had this thing called the Christian award. And the Christian <laughs> award was like, if you were acting the most like Christ, <laughs> oh, right. Boy. But like just me being like my little authentic self, like I would win the award every single year, just like by being oh, wow. my authentic self. It was just like doing the right thing. Right. But yeah. For me, it's just like every, like the right thing or the the moral thing for me, it just like, that's always where my compass felt like it went, but it was always rooted in love. And I used to write a lot of poetry when I was younger about love and about loving each other. Did you? Mm-hmm. What were your poems about? They were, they were, they were sad love stories. <laughs> <laughs> my open solar plexus was always just like trying to heavily decondition through writing. <laughs> I did a lot of like very uh, interesting poetry in, in high yeah. school for sure. Like, did you create, did you create love dramas that like didn't like, I oh, yeah. was like trying to create like intense dramas in my life. Yeah. I, I was yeah. all like, I feel like we're very like, there's, there's something about the vessel of love where, love where one, we're very relationship focused, but we're also a little bit vain. Mm-hmm. I have, and I t- don't take offense to any of this or any vessel of loves that are listening to this right now. Okay, my open solar plexus says you're not allowed. Um, but we <laughs> we are a little vain. Like we like I feel like I was always that person that was, and like I feel like that's kind of why I went into the beauty industry in the first place because we our bodies are a can our canvas, you know, our bodies mm-hmm. are a canvas and we want it to look a, like visually appealing of what love and society has deemed it to be. And there is like a connection between the mundane and the transcendent love. And we're a combination of both, you know? So I've all, I was always like wanting to be that romantic love story. I feel. Mm-hmm. So I would create them like in my world externally, but also like in my journals. And there was always like one boy that I was like deeply infatuated with that had no idea I existed. Um, And it was just, it was so weird. And then just like relationships with being a one three and the fucking building and breaking bonds. I would tell myself all the time that, um, I'm going to have to stop loving. And I I, like, I remember saying this, I don't know how many times when I was a kid, I'd be like, I have to do it. I'm going to do it. I would tell myself, I would sit there in my room and I'd be like, you can do it. 
you don't have to love people anymore. You can do, I just have to stop loving because it's, it's so, there's so much pain that kind that lives in, in the G center, you know, mm-hmm. and in the heart. And I feel like the thing is, is that we've forgotten that we're all pure love. That's what gay 25 mm-hmm. tells us no matter what we're all connected. And if you guys want to know what, what it, they're like, am I a vessel of love? I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> If your if your conscious son or earth or unconscious son and earth holds these gates, I will read them to you. The 46, the 25, the 10, or the 15 up there in some sort of configuration. I am a vessel of love four. Um there's numbers that you can associate with it because of the configuration. That might be a little advanced for you guys. I don't know where you guys are at, but they just have to be up there in your your sun and earth those four gates so if you have them up there then you're also a vessel of love like us and (laughs) (laughs) um and you're also vain (laughs) yeah you're also a little bit okay so i know i i I just said a lot of things and you can tell me how you feel and if you don't feel this way you can tell me and we can have a conversation about that i am i am no, I lo- I think you're spot on in so many ways. And and to add to like the aspect of vanity, I think that for me, that was, o- was always so important to me, like beauty. Beauty was always so important to me. When I was young, my mom used to make my sister and I cut her hair really short. because She didn't want to mm. deal with it. And I used to like cry and be like, I'll only be beautiful when I have long hair. <laughs> like I was, obs- I, what I wanted more than anything, I saw it in the movie, Mrs. Doubtfire, when she had like a compact and she put on lipstick. Like I just wanted a compact. <laughs> I was like five. So you can look at yourself in the mirror. And put on lipstick. I wanted to put on, look at us with our lipstick. Like we made oh, it. Oh yeah, we both um, wore red lipstick. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, why you can that. see I was obsessed with the, like, I wanted the lipstick. I wanted, I wanted beauty. And, um, but I also, when I entered into the beauty industry, I came into like a lot of times of like unworthiness Mm. and I don't know about you, but I had a lot of, um, you know, issues with loving my body and actually like embracing my body where it was. And I, my early twenties, like I put myself through hell and tortured myself in, in the name of beauty. And, And then I, I remember journaling about this in my early twenties, making the connection of thinking I'd only be worthy of love if I was thin. Yes. But also recognizing that I was raised to believe that food was love. And I didn't know how to bring both of those worlds together. Like I thought I can't be loved unless I'm thin, but I also like eating is what we do to show we love and how we love. And I remember just like feeling paralyzed because I was so afraid to move and like either direction like if I actually allow myself to like eat a warm meal <laughs> mm-hmm. am I worthy of love if love is food it was just this whole complex thing but I realized now a lot of that was the journey of 46 and it was the journey of like actually learning to love the human form that I'm in and take care of myself and honor myself and no I just felt there was so much um duality between loving my body and 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 loving food and being worthy of love and everything was always centered. Like at the end of the day, all of my problems always came down to love. Yes. And loving the physical body for me was something I really didn't start embracing fully and really integrate until I was actually on the roof of my life. It really wasn't until I hit around 30 
um, that I just came to peace with everything and through coming to peace with everything found like my real, my real authentic body, if that makes sense, like my real authentic weight, my real, um, effortless, not that there's, I, I move my body all the time with a defined root, but just like my natural state of being like my resting my myself. And it took me, I mean, 15 years to get to a space where I just felt like I am authentic in my way of being. And also I would add that knowing my variables really helped me understand and, and digestion um, determination was huge. Like really understanding that I digest better and more comfortably with high vibration, with sound, mm, high frequency, sound. like high sound, like when birds are singing or I, my husband and I have the same one, we put the TV on and mm-hmm. um, I listen to music versus this, like, I used to think I had to, to consciously eat, sit in silence and oh, chew wow. every bite of my food. Cause that's what, wow. that's what we're taught. Yeah. I mean, from a conditioning perspective, it's like, don't snack and watch TV. You yeah. want to eat a meal, like chew everything and quiet and silence and just do nothing but eat your food. And like, that was so wrong for me. Wow. So I've completely gone into left field as you can with human design. Right. But like it all kind of started to come together for me once I, once I found my design. Well, I just, a million thoughts just entered my head and I'm like, which one do I, do I go with right now? Um, so yes, to all the things you said about my, about the body. Like, I know that all women go through this in some capacity because that's just societal at this point. But when you said that, like, basically your focus was always coming back to your body, like with Mm -hmm. everything in love, like that is, I feel like, especially the first 30 years that, that, and like with my, my gate 46 is my unconscious son. So Mm -hmm. that is the first way in for me. That was, that is literally like, I look at the variables Mm -hmm. as steps that are connected to the sun and earth gates, right? So with the 46 being in my unconscious son connected to my determination, um, it was literally the first thing that I had to master. And when I say master, I don't mean like where I had to be like, I'm super skinny and like all like the society's met, whatever that would be. That's not what I'm talking about, guys. I'm talking about with being a generator, I'm here to master life. And I believe it's every single aspect that I have in my design. I'm supposed to master that in some way. So 46 was the first step. And so for the, I have a whole blog post on this. <laughs> if anybody's interested, I have a whole blog post on being a vessel of love and specifically the love of the body, because that was my mm-hmm. most tortured part of my first 30 years. My weight was like Oprah. Okay. It went mm-hmm. up, down, which way around, you name it. I've been it. I've been both. I've been too skinny. I've been overweight, um, mostly for the first uh, probably like 20 years, I was overweight until actually cosmetology school. That was the biggest I got to a, a size nine. And I'm only like five, two. So that was a lot for me on on my body. And so I like, I remember just one day, like looking in the mirror and being like, what the fuck happened? You know? And so then I started my body journey. 
and it happened in cosmetology school and I ended up losing like almost 50 pounds and then I went into the because I you know gave 15 they gave extremes I went to the other end and Mm -hmm. started binging and purging because I wanted to hold the weight at that Mm -hmm. point and so that was a journey in itself and then um when I've after my um, bike accident, I got hit by a car on my bike in 2010. That's kind of when my spiritual awakening happened. And I like then reached like the next step for me, which was gate 25. Mm. So that's, and like, it was trying to move me to my correct environment because my 25 um, you know, is my, is my, um, unconscious earth. So it was like, I needed to kind of like realize that there's a deeper connection than this physical form. Mm. And so I look at all these as just steps, like with being a generator, I see everything as a step and a stage. And so for me, it was like, then, okay, I'm going to move into my nodes. And it, it kind of like that whole experience, of getting hit mm-hmm. by a car, then put me in of moving towards my north node, which is uh, gate 24. Mm-hmm. I had to get a new perspective that it did not have to, because like growing up in South Florida, you know, it's very physically focused. It just, that's just, it just is. I was in the wrong environment. I was in my transferred environment, transferred shores. Florida is mm-hmm. very, and so much humidity. Like the humidity mm-hmm. was like suffocating to me. And so in 2020, when the pandemic happened and I had finally like stepped into my variables at that point, I was like, we got to get the fuck out of (laughs) here. And Mm. so I convinced my husband in the middle of the pandemic to sell our fucking house and move to Asheville, Carolina. Yeah. And I've never, I've been so much more successful just in every aspect since I've moved here. Wow. It's so crazy what the right environment, right place, that listening to -hmm. that internal pull, that, that, you know, part of you that's just knows there's somewhere else you have to be. Yeah. Now, when you convinced your husband to make the move, you were you were well into your human design experiment at that point. So that yeah. was a conscious decision that drove you to move to North Carolina. Yeah. Had you before you knew consciously about that? Had you have, had an internal feeling and knowing driving yeah. you? So weird story. Uh, <clears throat> and I have a whole podcast episode on moving to my correct environment where I talk about this. And was I think it was 2017 when we had that eclipse that we could see over here in America, right? Um, the big eclipse that happened where everything went dark. We oh, I yep, that I think that was 2017. Yeah, so it was around the time I had found human design. This is like the strangest fucking story. Okay, so it was around you know the- where I was during that eclipse. Where I was at behind an event at behind the chair with Matrix. Oh wow. And we had these special glasses. We got to like run outside and look for a second. Wow. I didn't get to because I was too busy. There's a lot of things oh, I did no. then that I was too busy to, to do, you know? Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, that's why when you're like 2017, I was like, oh yeah, I'm behind the chair 2017. <laughs> so that's interesting. That's when you found him like around that time. So I, well, we, could, we had come here. We came here to watch because supposedly over here um, in what's called Maggie Valley, which is around, near Asheville. Okay. Um, it was supposedly one of the best places to see the eclipse. So we came mm. and stayed at <clears throat> like a house on top of the mountains and we went outside and I swear I walked through a portal that day I then went into the city near Asheville and I had this like all of a sudden vision and it was me living here and I was like how would I ever be able to move here like I was still doing hair at the time I'm thinking about all my clients all my things you know all like wrapped up and all that stuff my husband was working in office at that time and I was Mm -hmm. just like there's no way that that could ever happen and so I just went like this and then 2020 uh, when everything started getting sh- – I, like, knew exactly what was happening. I was like, oh, 2027 started. Like, the shattering of this next global cycle is now started. And so I knew that we were all going to go remote. Like, everything was going to go remote. I was on a run. I got this download, smell cognition, right? I'm on a run. Mm-hmm. I'm breathing. And they're like – you have to, I like I, my, all of my stuff is like connected to like my higher self and my guides and I'm, I'm into weird shit. Okay. Like, I feel like you probably gathered that at this point, but so I was told we have to sell our house in one week. My husband's job was going to go remote. This is what I was told. I didn't know anything at this time other than just like hearing and visuals that were like, all these things were happening at one time. And so they said, go home and tell your husband that you're going to sell your house and you're all and you're moving to Asheville, North Carolina. So I run home and I said, <clears throat> I think we should move to Asheville. He's like, in the middle of the pandemic? And I'm like, yeah. I said, I, I think your job is about to go remote. And he's like, I don't know. And I said, I think it's going to, in one week, they're going to tell you you're going to go remote. I said, if they tell you that, will you consider it? That's what I, my husband's a six two. So mm-hmm. I like his second line is always like, eh. <laughs> so I, I, I was like, if they say that, will you consider it? And he's, he didn't, he didn't believe me. So he said, okay, one week, his job goes remote. And so I said, are you, can we talk now? He's like, I guess he's like, if I don't have to physically be here anymore, then that's the only tie that I had really felt because his parents had moved out of state a year prior um, and so there was not really a whole lot holding him there other than his job. And so then all of a sudden, just like I started just like using my design and I, I found the right realtor. We put our house on the market. We sold it in one day and I've never packed faster in my life. Don't like there was just response is a funny thing. It just mm. it really it makes logically no sense everybody was telling me i was crazy like i'm talking we were in the heat of the pandemic okay like nobody was going near anybody you know i didn't even i was like how are we gonna sell our house in this kind of climate you know but you worked it out and then we moved here we found an apartment just so we could figure out what house to buy and all that stuff and then a couple months later, I used my design for my house too. I had a whole visual for this too. And we got the house. 
It's exact. It's literally exactly what I pictured. It's this, yeah. It's, and it's, are you, are you focused in your perspective? I am. I don't you, follow you the Jenna Zoe thing. I, I manifestation. I, yeah. Yeah. But, but I am, I am, but you are focused. Yes. The only right variable I have is environment. Everything okay. else is left. So I'm very, I'm just a naturally focused person. Like I remember all the details of everything. Like my mind works very quickly as I'm taking things in. And then like people are like you respond very, very quickly. Um, and I'm just, I'm very fast when it comes to that type of mechanics. Now, like physically mm-hmm. though, I move a little slow. Like I just, and like my pace of things and being a generator, like I literally do have to tape every single fucking step. I'm like, can I just skip one step? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't skip any steps, unfortunately. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of our podcast on the Human Design and Astro Club. We hope you have found the information insightful and useful. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review and sharing it with your friends and family. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us with any feedback, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.